0: How about that cigar?
1: How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the traveling
0: Drew Estate Cigar Studios.
1: Coop is here! 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 Coop is here.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 184 of How About That Cigar Live, traveling at Club Carraway in Minneapolis, Minnesota, on a beautiful, not-so-bad Minneapolis evening. It's Man. been so nice.
2: Yes, it has.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like ten degrees this time of year. It's been thirty-five. Well, Coop was able to smoke a cigar with Mary Tyler Moore.
2: I know, right? Yes, I did outside.
1: I haven't even done that.
2: I haven't either. It was a it was a bucket list item, despite some people crapping on it. I love it. Yep. Uh, but they don't have a bucket list, you know. Yeah.
0: I love
1: it. Get
2: a bucket um, list and yeah. shut up.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> um. So, guys, here in the traveling. Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Mm. Let's remind everybody about the fact that James Hetfield of Metallica and Rob Dietrich of yeah, Blackened yeah! American Whiskey just unveiled the all-new Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate, an exploration into the deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of the mystical Maduro leaf. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate presents a journey through different Maduro leaves, starting with a thick and oily San Andreas Maduro wrapper, followed by a thick and meaty Connecticut River Valley Broadleaf Maduro Binder, and finally, a blend of Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania Broadleaf Maduro tobaccos. Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate will be presented in a beautiful copper-accented black 20-count box and debuts in a 5x50 Robusto, 6x52 Toro, 7x50 Corona Doble, and a 5x43 Corona. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. So here at Club Caraway, we've been here before. So, you guys, if you've watched "How About That Cigar" for any time, you'll recognize where we're at. It's this beautiful, uh, sort of speakeasy club in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, great feel to the lounge down here. It's just kind of quiet. Some, you know, it's it's like this is the 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 man cave that you go to to just chill and unplug from the world. Yeah, it's got a great feel to it. Dimly lit, although we bring in our lights for the show. Which not so dimly lit anymore, but still. And
1: you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a video, a little walk through. Oh um, yeah, real before we leave tonight, um, just so people can get the feel of how cool this little speakeasy is. I, yeah. It speakeasy. It you literally open the bookcase type situation, hidden basement. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling that we are probably sitting over at least what six, seven bodies. Oh, at least probably.
2: We're, we're underground, guys. This is like being yeah. un- underground Minneapolis Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it's amazing architecture here. You know, you got, you got the rock walls. You got the, uh, yeah. What do you call it? The, the, the archways the, and the, 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 man, the sewer man. tunnel. The sewer tunnel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: There's a sewer tunnel here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys remember, um, Back in the 80s, when Geraldo Rivera
2: got into <laughs> Al Capone, this
0: is yeah, this reminds me of that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. unveiled nothing
2: 1930s. Yeah, you know, there's got to be some bodies on the yeah, Absolutely. it feels like yeah. it
0: feels like you know, uh, mobsters back in the 30s were, yep. were sitting down here,
2: yeah,
0: you know, uh, doing not so, not so good things. Yep. <laughs> probably back then. Now we're just sitting here chilling smoking cigars. Back then probably a little bit more nefarious.
1: Yeah. A little <laughs>
0: little bit. So Garrett did the Vikings play this weekend? No. They, no. Nope. That's I know the Packers didn't play. No, nope. Packers had a uh, bye week.
2: How, how do I come how into did they lose?
0: The Vikings uh, yeah, the Packers did not lose. I put that on my notes. The Packers did not lose LeFleur this week. The did not lose. LeFleur.
2: How <laughs> do <laughs> I come into town and I don't get a chance to kill the for his game plan this week?
1: oh
0: Oh, i mean you can still kill the floor if you want to there's there's you know he didn't really have any game plan this week to speak of
1: well i think every vikings fan uh, saw the vegas line and they're like what two and a half points in favor of detroit what are they smoking crack and then after the game you're like oh yeah that's that's how that (laughs)
2: that's how that line works i was telling these guys before the show you know i i've lived and i've seen some very tough sports cities and I'm going to tell you, I put Minneapolis up there with some of the toughest fans because they were all over the Vikings yesterday over that game. <laughs> and I just never thought, I mean, it's something I just really never saw before. But I'm like, wow, they, you guys take it seriously and you guys hold them accountable. Huh? Man. One
0: of the things that um, I wanted to brief sports wise that I wanted to talk about was the fact that the wild, the wild are playing right now. Uh, against Edmonton. I don't know what the, where, If anybody has live scoring updates, please I please give us some scoring updates. The Wild have been relatively mediocre, but improving. I think they've made some smart line changes recently. Um, but uh, Coop, who, how did your uh, New York football Giants do this weekend? Who did they play? I honestly... Oh, they played the Jets, right? No, they played the Eagles. The Eagles. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah.
2: so the Giants have been... Um, their defense really since the Houston Texan game has been awful. Uh, I'm not going to use injuries as an excuse now. You know, you you, you got to play to win. But the defense has been terrible. And, um, you know, I thought it would be ugly against the Eagles. It was um, – I didn't get to see the game because I didn't have access to the game here. But um, it was – I think it was 48-28. But it was not that close. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Raul just had a good comment. And Raul's actually sitting, sitting with us here. The – the yankees just spent a billion dollars on three players
2: they, they that's well and, and two two of them like they re-signed it. They, they they have the same team as last year
0: well i knew i knew that the all the talk about judge talking you know that judge was in meetings with san, uh, san francisco and he was in meetings with whoever else i knew that it was all bs i knew there was yeah. not a chance that that the yankees were going to let judge go
2: no, no way. No, and like I was, I was. Contracts take a long time to negotiate too, particularly if you're if you're the Giants. The, the Yankees had a little bit of an advantage because they've already done a contract with Judge. So and know, they have
1: the pocketbook.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know, yeah. that, and, well, now the question is, will the Yankees use juice balls next year? Because there's ever There's some evidence mm-hmm. that there was some juice <laughs> balls. Raul's like, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, I'm a Phillies fan. They're saying there may have been juice balls used in that series too. But, so, well, so me... there's
0: also evidence that a few years ago, when the Twins broke the home run record, actually three teams broke the home run <laughs> record. The Twins just happened to be the most at the end that yep. there were juice balls that season. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I I don't necessarily in the, in
2: the end. It, I don't think it takes away. I mean, look, he can't control the juice balls, unfortunately, and uh, he's still yeah. he still. You know, he still hit sixty-two home runs. He he's still,
0: a he's a talented player, regardless of well, whether you got to hit the
2: ball. Whether the, whether yeah. the
0: ball weighs an extra half a gram, he's right. a talented
2: player. Absolutely. He's a talented player, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I would have loved him on my team. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I would juice his balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Like yeah.
0: like regular season, like I postseason, mean, spring uh, training, Foreplay. play. But for, I don't know. For, I you, mean, preseason, you're talking, pre-season. You're talking, preseason, preseason. That's, pre-season, that's yeah. what I meant. It's just. Term- I get
1: my euphemisms mixed up. I'm not very good at, at sports that, that, ball. That's
0: okay. Terminology is a little off. Yeah. Um, well, I want to jump in because we've we've got coop here uh, in Minneapolis. We've had a great visit uh, for a few days, uh, so I want to jump in. And you guys, I'm jealous because you guys are smoking and yeah. I am not smoking. So I got you, boo. The long distance Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Camp.
1: When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco & Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco & Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. What's funny is that sounds like a long read to let your cigar with.
0: It's not enough time.
1: For Matt, he would do twice that.
2: Yeah.
0: For me to have enough time to toast my cigar, you would pretty much have to read all of War and Peace. (laughs) Yeah. Because I take forever to toast a cigar usually the kayaksa you lit up right it is yeah
2: good cigar Whoa. yeah
0: this is one of my favorite uh Espinosa's.
2: it's a former top 25 on Coop. yes
0: yeah i've i was, when they when they originally released la Ranja, i loved it and then this box press came out and i just absolutely went to the went next level it went it. to
2: the next level yeah
0: yeah so uh Coop just obviously having on you here in minneapolis um I know you have you've
2: you've been here a few times, but but always one night or two nights and really right. in and out. This is the first time I really got to really experience the city.
0: So if you had it to do over again, do you think that this is a city that's best experienced in the winter or in or would you like to come back in the summertime?
2: Well, I would like to come back in the summertime. Right. But I think there is something a little magical about being here in December. Uh, with some snow on the ground, we're getting close to Christmas. So, you know, I was downtown yesterday for a little while. There is something magical about it. And I lucked out that it's not nine degrees. It was like 30 degrees here. So, but I think, you know, I, I, so like I said, I would actually come back in December, but I would like to experience, I'm curious to see what it is like here in the summer.
0: Well, and we also got really lucky that, uh, Dave Burke from Cigar Jukebox. Yeah. Because he, uh, you know he's actually got family in minnesota and in in wisconsin so we got to we got to meet him for the first time in person yep and hang out and smoke cigars with him and and learn more get to know him better and yep. meet uh, uh you know learn more about his uh sort of his time spent earlier in his life in these parts of the world so yep, that was pretty great
2: it was it yeah. was you know like evan said well why is dave coming in december well, it's Christmas time for one thing, but the other thing is in Australia it's summertime down there. So this is, uh, you know, I think it's the school the school year is off or whatever. So yeah, you know, he's uh, so he's that's why he's here.
0: And it's like a hundred, yeah, it's like a hundred and five Fahrenheit in where he lives right yeah. now
1: yeah unbelievable like
2: yeah but it's funny because when i'm doing uh you know when i'm when when it's winter in, in july he's like freezing on his front porch at seven in the morning when he does the show with me and yeah I'm like, freezing
0: because it's only 65 bundled, degrees. bundled
2: up yeah <laughs> yeah
0: his, he's his... wearing a parka when it's 65 and when it's 65 here we're wearing t-shirt and shorts and
1: yeah. he's got a so, kangaroo and a didgeridoo <laughs> next to him and
2: yeah. so walking into a humidor with him right you got to understand they don't have cigar stores in Australia of anything close to this. Right. Um, I mean, they don't, I don't even think they have like a lot of, they don't have any cigars. Yeah. yeah. Right. And he basically, I think he would have walked out with half the store. had he not? But he, but they nail him at customs. So, and we loaded him up already with a whole bunch of stuff, but he was like, wow. He's like,
1: so when we broke down the math with him, um, you know, we were looking and he said, take this cigar for instance. and, you know, random cigar and let's say it's a $15 cigar retail here. It ends up that one cigar. So Australia, because of their taxes, uh, it goes by weight and a $15 cigar ends up being a hundred dollars cigar for him. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm almost wondering if it would be fun for him to video his customs experience when he returns home. (laughs) I would love to see what that looks like.
0: I don't know if they even allow uh, I don't
1: video know if they recording allowed, but and I would them. love it. Um, you want these cigars? Fifteen grand. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> well, well, the best was Hector. Once we sent them a whole bunch of cigars, like yeah, he sent him like thirty cigars, and I think Dave almost had to get a second job to pay for <laughs> the cigars. <you> know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Coop, what are you smoking?
2: You know, I'm smoking. I I haven't smoked this brand before, and I'm I'm enjoying it. It's the uh, Forte, uh, the Forte uh, y Libre, Fuerte y Libre, and it's the midnight bender yeah. yes sir uh, and justin was kind enough to gift me this because he knows i like a big ring gauge uh it's a nice maduro and i had not smoked this you know brand before and i've been wanting to smoke it because you know we, we cover a lot of greg free stuff and uh, he's been very good sharing information so this was a real treat i noticed a, a brand that's got some traction in this area yep so and I'm, I'm very impressed by it so far you know i like a big ring gauge so yeah yep so thank you justin well and that's a cool i love the the
0: way that he worked out the naming for the cigars because yeah. they're all named after prize uh bulls yeah <laughs> which is such a cool you know rodeo bulls that
2: it's such a cool uh, uh is it horses as well or is it just bulls just bulls, bulls. just so has got the horses oh that's yeah, right yeah, yeah he's got the bull right. yeah so the midnight bender is i guess the name of a bull yeah yep which uh-huh.
1: i think means something completely different in the uk most likely Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i mean
2: this is <laughs> i don't know the blend off the top of my head but this is a definitely dominican made cigar i could tell and it says it too it is yeah yeah so uh but it's um I'm, you know if greg's listening i'm happy uh so i'm really excited i got to smoke this yeah. so and and
1: real quick i yeah.
2: am smoking
1: the la polina blue label mm. um Coop and i had a fun little time at boveda this morning yep and Sean gifted um, yes. us one of these. So thank you to Sean and Nate and Rob at Boveda for our time today. Oh, thank
2: you. Yeah. Thank you, Garrett, for taking me. Thanks to those guys. Uh, what a great experience that was. Uh, good guys. I mean, I use the product. I believe in the product. It's a great product. So, you know, when you believe in the product and to get to meet the people behind it, it was great. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I could have joined you guys, but day job. Day job's gonna day job. Day job's
2: got a day (laughs) job. The day
0: it did in spades
2: (laughs) doesn't always the case, right?
0: Um, So we've had you on the show before, Coop, and we've talked always a lot about cigars, which you know we know people are interested in. But there's also some fun stuff outside of cigars that that we love talking about. We know people you know like to get to know Mm -hmm. um, get to know you better. Um, And we've heard you know because you do cigar jukebox with Dave, and you've had other uh, experiences in the past on different shows where you've talked about music and things like that. But, um, we haven't really dove in or dived in divin, dived,
1: dove, dove in,
0: dove in, yes, dove in, Mm -hmm. that's it, uh, into a lot about TV and movies and things like that. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about some of the TV that you've enjoyed a lot and, and there's some other stuff mixed in there that you've enjoyed a lot over the years. Okay. Um, so the first one that I'll just kind of randomly go with with some of the questions I put together with. In as far as TV goes, what was it of all time? What's your favorite medical TV drama?
2: Ooh. Medical TV drama. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's a good one.
1: Drama specifically, or I'm gonna
2: go I- with drama specifically,
0: and then we uh, can mix in, we can do comedy later. Okay.
2: I- I'm gonna go with Trapper John M D. Okay, I think that was a good. Uh, Perno Roberts was kind of that, sort of a spin-off of Mesh. Uh, I thought Gregory Harrison was fantastic on that show. Pernell Roberts played uh, Trapper John. Uh, I, I thought it was a solid medical show. I mean, it was, you know, it did it, it. It did its job. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it a lot. It was, it was. I mean, I'd watch it like after. Fo- it used to be on after football.
0: Well, there was yeah. some. There uh, was some. It was. It was. I don't know if it was still on the air but i remember seeing it in syndication when i was
2: young yeah it went it had a very nice run in syndication um what about you garrett medical drama
1: i oh gosh it just sounds so cliche but i er was the only one i really
0: it was a great show to,
1: and it was a great show i mean
0: it had it had low points but I any sure any long running tv show is going to have it low ran points. too long it, did, it did overstay its
2: not, not longer than Grey's Anatomy. That's oh, a, oh that's, yeah, no, that's I, painfully long. That show that should have only
1: lasted that two seasons is, for me. That show didn't I do not do anything for it's me. It's more of a romance show
2: than a medical show. Yeah. You know, uh, the, I, I can't get over the guy who, you know, Anthony Edwards, he yeah. was the nerd from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, I, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know, and he really made the transition well to, to a dramatic role. Yeah. I thought on that. It was, he was Goose. Talk yeah, to me, Goose. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Mine,
0: as much as I loved ER, and when ER was was at its best, it was really
2: good. So St. Elsewhere. it was a little bit of a different, it was kind of a little out of the box that show. I, yeah. I don't think I ever did that much. I think when it was on, I was watching something else is what I remember when it was on.
0: It was this, it was actually launchpad for a lot of careers. Denzel Washington. Yep. Howie Mandel, Ed Begley. Shut up um christina pickles yeah um and the uh oh, shoot what was his name uh ed daniels was that his name ed uh the guy who also did the voice of the car in night rider was one oh. of the, was one of the doctors on that show I love that show. It was it was great because it had the good mix of, you know, there were lighthearted, funny moments, and there there was a lot of deep drama. I was a little disappointed at the end because, spoiler alert, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it by now, I can spoil the fact that, you know, this is a 40-year-old TV show. But the very last episode, basically, and this show ran for, what, six, seven years? The whole, the, at, at the very last episode, they essentially... Made this scenario where the whole thing took place in the imagination of an eight-year-old autistic boy. Yep. You're kidding! That me. the whole everything took yeah. po- was just in his imagination.
2: Which was kind of for that show. I said it was an out-of-the-box show. It kind of worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah, I could see it.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So,
2: um, I and and
0: my you know my mom enjoyed that show a lot too. So we kind of watched that together. Uh, what about uh, and we'll do different. Eras on this because there's so much content. Yep. What was your favorite sitcom in the 70s? The 70s. I'm
2: um, get, go ahead, Barrett. You go
1: I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go. uh I'm going to say Brady Bunch.
2: Was that still? 70s it was it actually mostly in the
1: 70s mostly seven okay
0: i i watched it a lot but i thought it was always like reruns when i was watching oh
1: and it was reruns for me you know
0: i mean it's still playing reruns today i think
1: but as i know as far as 70s sitcoms go there was no other show in the 70s i mean wkrp in cincinnati was 70s 80s um but for me it was absolutely the the brady bunch okay that was my 70s sitcom show. You think of one, Coop?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say my honorable mentions The Odd Couple. Oh, I love that show. But it has to be Sanford and Son. Oh. And I was just too yeah. young to. And, and I guess All in the Family, too, I'll say, too. Because that is a 70s show. All in the Family Yeah, those, great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sanford and Son and All in the Family would not be on TV today. But I think Sanford <laughs> and Son had this. I, yeah, That's for but, sure. But Sanford and Son had that surrounding cast which was very very yeah. strong those those minor characters really really uh i think made that show and yeah. yeah i think archie kind of softened up on all in the family a little towards the end but yeah
0: but, and i think that sort of made sense for the arc they were going for you know that he kind of as he got older he got a little softer a little yeah. he became, more
2: he became funnier but it wasn't as you know at least it wasn't as yeah uh, racy but yeah. you know the you know the battles he had would meet he you know archie, he can't, me yeah, actually, it's funny <laughs> because all the family being more of a physical comedy. It, it did, yeah. In in the later years. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Archie would be falling over things and stuff like that, you know. Yeah.
1: Runner up for me would probably be the Jeffersons. Yeah, great show. Yep. For me,
0: it, I mean, it's I know it's a cop-out answer, but I can't pick for 70 shows because I loved MASH, I loved Sanford and Son, I loved Good Times, I loved uh um Ah, uh, the Jeffersons. I love WKRP in Cincinnati. Honestly, it WKRP might be it.
2: When when Doctor Johnny Fever, they, they remember they give him the sobriety test, and the more he's drinking, <laughs> the, the, more the more he drinks, more <laughs> the faster he yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh,
0: and then Venus comes in, and he's like, "Cops got a hat. I want a hat too."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, what about eighties sitcoms? also a lot to choose that was like the i mean sitcoms really gained a lot of momentum i mean even before if you go back to the earliest days of tv you got the honeymooners and things like that but then the 70s came into it and then the 80s just exploded with family sitcoms and to to their detriment honestly because there were some gosh as many sitcoms as there were yeah only a handful of them were good a lot of them were so so terrible in the 80s because they were just churning out content.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first one that comes to mind was Cheers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, a few of my favorites were uh, Cheers, Family Matters, or not Family Matters, Family Ties. Family ties.
0: Um, are you afraid to say the one you want to say?
1: Oh, no. Okay. No, I'm struggling to.
0: Okay. Um, well, I know, I know people are going to be afraid to
2: mention the name Cosby Show.
1: Oh, I'm not afraid to mention that at all. It was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, it was. And I loved it.
2: Uh, yeah. He was the most henpecked pecked husband in the history of television. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. She, he got walked all over on that show. Yeah. Yep. He did. Yeah.
1: He did. And, and um, you know, also don't throw the bathwater, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater type situation. Yeah. It was a, it was a great show. It me. was. It really was.
0: There was a lot of talented people on that show, and uh, it was a big part of a lot of people's childhood,
1: childhoods, yeah. childhoods and teenage years. Golden Girls? Oh, yeah. Loved Gold. me some Golden Girls. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say it.
2: I'm going to go. This show started in the 70s, but I think it really hit its stride in the 80s. And I think it was because of the emergence of John Ritter. And I'm going to say his oh, company. Yeah. Love Again, it. a show that went physical comedy. Yes. um, That show became more and more about him and his antics. And, and uh, to me, he was one of the great, great actors on television. Uh, went way too young. went way too young yep
0: i one that was didn't have as long of a run and isn't as well known today that i loved when i was in junior high and high school perfect strangers
1: oh yeah belky bartakamos are you
2: kidding me so funny yeah and larry appleton yeah friday night that was on that friday night yeah uh, yeah yeah mork and mindy
0: Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about but that. When,
2: they lost me when Mork got pregnant. That's when that they, was yeah,
0: that was when Mork got pregnant. Yeah, that was the, it. The the girl on that Pam Dawber, oh, she was oh, oh absolutely. That's a that's a good show to watch for a developing uh, young teenager. <laughs> Had it more? I keep saying had it more glendar.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: They like a sense of humor. The, the beautiful girls like a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me get my other. I'm afraid every time I click on something, I'm afraid the broadcast is going to conk out on us. Um, all right. Favorite. And we, we won't do decades on this. We'll just go overall. Favorite police drama on TV. I'll
2: give you my honorable mentions and then I'll give you my, uh, my my pick, yeah, do it. All right, honorable mentions: Charlie's Angels and Beretta. Okay, wow, but going back, yep. but okay. So the show that it is, and you had to remember when this show was—it wasn't on for a long time, but it was great, and it was the original SWAT with Steve Forrest. Um, that was just a a show about a SWAT team. And we, I was in third grade when this show came on, and they had that iconic music, and we would run through the schoolyard doing the SWAT stuff and everything. <laughs> uh, I used to want to stay up late to watch that show, and I still—that show's on reruns. You can find it. With me, unbelievable police show.
0: Um, what about uh, your honorable—you had some honorable mentions? Yeah, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. you, you C- said Charlie, Charlie's
2: Angels and Beretta And
0: Baratta.
1: Yep.
2: What, 70s was a great police era. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. What about you, Garrett?
1: Police dramas. Honorable mentions are going to be Law and Order, SVU. Okay. And um, NCIS. Mm -hmm. Never, never watched it ever. Oh my gosh.
2: Good, good, solid.
1: Uh, Gibbs Rule Number Nine: Always carry a knife. (laughs) But my number one is going to be Criminal Minds.
0: My daughter is obsessed with that show. So
2: you went so a little newer? You went much newer? I went newer. I you went yeah. much newer? Yeah, yeah.
0: My daughter's obsessed with yeah. Criminal. She's she watched it, is, it all the way through.
1: Yeah, I I have yeah. multiple times.
0: I never I never watched it, but she loves it. Yep. My, um, I, I thought NYPD Blue had some good yeah moments and some good seasons. Not all of it, again, because I think it overstayed its welcome. Honestly, I think the early stuff before David Caruso went went head case yeah was great yeah um but i loved hill street blues
2: oh mm-hmm. what a cat you know that's I one i love that, show, that, that deserves show an honorable mention i i
0: that show
1: yeah i think I, that set the gold standard
2: what what a cast on yeah. that show too yeah. i mean you get
0: some of the there were some scenes in certain episodes of that show that were just heartbreaking and and it it was it was the first show that got really like true gritty emotional it shows the the depth of depravity that you that you know man against man and woman again it's it, it was it was brutal yeah but it was also in a weird kind of way kind of beautiful
2: yeah
1: that was a great show almost but,
2: almost one another- of the air they had a
1: run of, was one of the show yeah. got saved. Yeah. Yeah. The Wire is another honorable mention. The Wire, I,
0: I need to go back because I, yeah, and we talked We about have this. talked about it. I yeah. watched the first four episodes and I just stopped. Get through uh, the first go, season. Uh, get, get through the first. Season. I got to go yeah. back and watch That's another good Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Uh, your favorite stand up comedian? All time. All time. Let's do eras. Let's do 70s. Let's do like three eras. You, you can pick, you know, 70s, 80s, and then 90s, 2000s, and then today.
1: All right, I'm ready. Go. All right, 70s, Richard Pryor. Yep. 80s, Eddie Murphy. 90s is going to be George Carlin, even though he's hit all of those decades. Yeah. But he would be my number one all time. Yeah. Um, the 2000s would be... Probably be. That's a tough one. Um, oh, fluffy. 2010s is going to be Jim Gaffigan. Okay. Um. I know. Who, I know who
0: 2020s is going to be for you. I mean, even though 2020s is only two years in, but I know who it's going to be for you.
1: Um. I don't even know if I know. I mean, Bill okay. Burr.
0: No, I know. I don't know.
1: Okay. Coop, who's yours?
2: I guess I. Seventies would be Don Rickles. Yeah, love it for sure. Um, I'm not sure about eighties. Like, I guess Jimmy Walker had a really good stand up routine, but I'll probably go Eddie Murphy as well with the eighties. Um, nineties would be George Lopez. Love it. Yeah. He had a good, routine. he
1: really had yeah. a great stand up routine. Yep.
2: yep. And I'm going to go 2000s because I think after he did Full House, he was an amazing stand up comic, Bob Saget. Really?
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't know him outside of Full House, that yeah. he was, re- he had a lot of
1: range. Yeah. We did. And he got a lot filthier than you would expect. Oh, oh, yeah. remember, my,
2: remember my entourage? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, so he was really, I mean, he like I said he had uh, another guy died way too soon, but yeah.
0: Um, so Garrett, yours for the 2020s. And and going back even further, it's gotta be Dave Chappelle.
2: Okay. Well, not me. Yeah. I'm not a I big.
1: mean, so I, Dave I, Chappelle would be um he's in my top five. Yeah.
0: But he's all he time. he also mixes things up because in addition to stand up, he's also a performance artist. Right. You know, he's an actor, yep. he's a writer. Um, I loved Bill, I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I, yeah. I I used to love um uh ron white oh my gosh um he
2: spoke at a ipcpr one year yeah
0: yeah did he really yeah i was a keynote speaker i was a big fan of there was there was one in the 80s and 90s who kind of disappeared he was when when all those improv shows on like a and e were super popular there was a a stand-up comic named bobby collins
2: really good that really had, the, good.
0: had like the mullets, you know the, the classic late 80s early 90s yes. mullet Hilar, i think it was from boston and, and a lot yeah. of great comics come out of boston yes boston. he was one of my favorites absolutely yeah. hilarious
2: yeah and put howie mandel in there howie mandel oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah howie yeah. was howie was good yeah king.
0: he was putting the, the the rubber glove over his head <laughs> yeah. and blowing it up yeah yeah
1: another uh 2010s uh anthony Jesselnik. oh he was good yeah if, yeah. if you want to Look at a comic who decided to get out of comedy because the world was turning against comics and canceling people. Yeah, he just didn't want to put up with the BS anymore.
0: Well, and two others from and and going back to when I was very young, Steve Martin. Yep, had a great stand-up. And again, Happy Feet. And again, Bill Cosby. You know, it's yep. unfortunate. Well, little raunchy too. We, he could get we spent oh, yeah. my brothers and I spent. Hours upon days sitting with the vinyl Bill Cosby records, listening to that just over and over again. It was, we loved listening to those records when we were kids. Yeah.
2: 80s, 90s, Jay Jay Leno, also really good. I've seen Jay Leno actually in person. I haven't seen any of his stand up. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, He'll call you out in the audience, too. He's uh, not not shy about that.
0: All right. So this is a, um, this could be a multi. You know, you can give multiple answers to this one because there's different styles within this uh, sort of season of movies. But your favorite Christmas movies, and they could be funny movies, they could be sappy movies, classics, whatever.
2: Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. You know, the original Miracle on 34th Street is is a is a really great story. Yeah, and you got to go back with the black and white, and I put that in the, in, the, in the classic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Little Natalie Wood yeah yeah little yeah
2: yeah Yeah. um you know more recently and i I, it's an ensemble movie and i really liked it was Love actually i love that movie yeah um just like i said i kind of liked all the different stories going on uh my favorite were the two guys who go to america to get laid (laughs) (laughs) yes and they do (laughs) they do yeah yeah they do they do but uh yeah i think love actually uh mr bean's in that one too yeah yeah Um that, that's a that's a really good one. Those, those are the two that really uh stand out. Uh oh you know Jingle All the Way. This is a, a local movie that was filmed here. Yeah, it was I, yeah. I and mean, I remember that was my first view really of Minneapolis outside of Purple Rain that I saw. Yeah, uh, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Sinbad went up uh, Sinbad. yeah <laughs> When he went up fighting over the balls, he got two, he got two. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, I was working at the mall when it was being filmed. Oh, really? And um I was wow. outside having a smoke break. Uh, back when I smoked cigarettes and Arnold Schwarzenegger pulled up in an SUV cigar in his mouth and just walks into the mall. Love it.
0: <laughs> when smoking was not allowed inside the mall. correct. Yeah, yeah this is post. I don't yeah. think smoking was ever allowed inside that. Mall, I don't think so. It? Yeah. Because no. yeah. it was built in 92. Sounds about right. Yeah.
2: My kids love jingle all the way. It was a family movie we watched every year. I mean, every year we put that movie on.
0: I haven't seen it since it came out. I it, it
2: Really, it 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 still ages well. It's a good it's a it's a good movie. Do you have any others? Uh, any others? You know, I liked I liked. and I don't know if you put them as movies. Is, does a TV special count? Or we just no? Yeah, that's fine. You know, I I really liked uh, the whole Santa Claus is coming to town. The Rankin Bass stuff. Oh, you know, oh but, yeah. But Santa Claus coming to town was like the story of Santa Claus. It was really a cool story. It was well yeah. done. Um. So I I definitely would put that one in there as well. Um, I'm not going to say Die Hard, but but I have no problem. People want to say so, it's a Christmas, I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but I have no problem. People want to say it's a Christmas. I wanted
1: to talk about that. Yeah, I wanted to, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, um, I have no issues with people <laughs> saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Me and I have no arguments for. I'm people good who, either way. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't have a it's, horse in
0: that fight. In my in my mind, it's as much a Christmas movie as Home Alone is a Christmas
2: movie. Well, if you're going to Christmas yeah. movie, as Rocky Four is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, which Rocky Four was, was took place Christmas. on Christmas Day. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. So I don't have a problem. It's like fine. I think people just make a bigger stink out of it than it's worth. Yeah, yeah. No. You know i not to say it's fine. I don't have. I I don't think it is, but that's just me. Bruce Willis
0: was quoted
1: by saying, "It's not, a Christmas. It's not a
0: Christmas movie." Yeah, it's a freaking
1: Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I have no issues with that. Um, uh, so the two movies that I absolutely watch every year. Elf, yes, and um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
2: How did I leave National that? I, I know, I, oh, was I, waiting for I, it. I threw you a softball tube. I was like, <laughs> I, come oh, on, swing. I, I, swing. I'm brain on it. Bear's favorite movie, Bear's favorite movie. How can we, <laughs> you know, it's such you're probably because it's just such an it ingrained at this it's, point it's just part of chris you i've know, already watched it twice yeah, this season yeah for folks who don't know okay <laughs> really? yeah i've two for folks who don't know the whole bear um not liking chevy chase started on this show i don't know yeah. how it you, there was a question that came up and that's what started the whole thing i, on, hate, on, chevy chase. I hate chevy chase I hate yeah. yeah yeah and that's he what just, started it and joe girl picked it up after that yep. yeah but it started on how about that cigar? <laughs> and we are we are so proud happy. to we bring it absolutely. to the people. Yeah, how can I leave that one out? I mean, oh, that's a failing grade for me.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned Elf. Yeah. We, that is since it came out. Um, and it's almost 20 years, by the way. No, actually, from the date of filming, it's not the not. date of release, from the date of filming, it's actually 20 years. Because mm-hmm. they started filming in in uh, November and December of 2002. I hate And I hate, it re- hate. released in 2003. But that is every year when my family decorates the Christmas tree, every single year we put on that movie while we decorate the Christmas tree. It is without fail. and that's that's a classic that will never.
1: so let me ask you this during away. the during the time where you got to put the star on on top of the tree. Yeah. do you jump off the couch? I got it.
2: <laughs> no,
0: we should. We should no, yeah no, it's it's all done with a ladder. and what is that? <laughs> hi bear We it's okay is, you're,
2: is you already is you already going off like with the comments? yeah the funny thing is when yeah, you put Paul, this stuff Paul up
0: Paul on there saying oh he's got Disney movies up yeah there. Disney.
2: <laughs> 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 the, <laughs> the funny thing about bear is when you say something about Christmas is he responds to every single thing <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and when it started in November like he was like, come on, just give me November. <laughs> guys."
0: <laughs> well, and I'm one of those weirdos that starts. Li- I love Christmas music. Dude. He starts listening to
1: Christmas music in July. No, like, it's like it's
0: October every, because, and so real quick, I'll give my Christmas movies and then I'll talk about music. So I love elf. I love, uh, it's a wonderful life, even though technically it's not really a Christmas movie, but I love it. It's a wonderful life during this season. I love white Christmas with Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, and uh um I, I i even though it's not i mean i mean call it a christmas movie if you want to but die hard you know there's just certain movies you watch around this time i love a christmas story you know yep. you'll shoot your eye out yep. kid i love it Fred Gilles. um but so i love you guys know i love music and i've been into music all my life some of the best music ever written Just so happens to be Christmas music. Why would I limit myself to only listen to that music for three weeks out of the year? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to listen to it longer than Mariah Carey. Oh no, not Mariah Carey. No, that Mariah Carey great song. But the fact Coop's right. So if you and there's a there's a guy who does a music theory channel on YouTube that does a lot of breakdowns on structure of songs. And he breaks down why that song is one of the best songs ever written, just from a pure musical craftsmanship perspective. It's brilliantly written. Um, It's, it's annoying because it's overplayed any song, no matter how great it is. If you, if you listen to it 5,000 times in a row, you're going to want to eat a bullet, but It's, there is great cover versions. That's one of the things that I like. If there's a song I love, but I just get sick of the original, go out on YouTube and find cover versions. Go on Spotify and find cover versions. There's a lot of great people out there. Dolly Parton Shine. Dolly Parton Shine. I know that's still, seriously. I can't get over that. You guys
1: go to YouTube after the show and look at Dolly Parton Shine. She did the most amazing cover of that song that Matt showed me. Was that collective soul collective soul yeah
0: the, the, the 90s everybody knows that 90s song shine by collective soul dolly parton did a cover of it and it is incredibly good amazing
1: yeah. you
0: have to listen to that it's so good um favorite romantic comedy not chris just favorite because usually they're like oh only girls watch romantic comedies
2: no i, am a, I am a romantic a com- i am a romantic comedy guy yeah. yeah yeah what's your favorite when harry met sally oh love it if you don't like that movie, I mean, that love is that. a they should. That's the one movie love we needed movie. a sequel to, too. But what a great, great movie! Uh, you know, Bruno Kirby and and yeah. I'm not a big Carrie Fisher person, but great supporting cast in that. Um, uh to me, I love Meg Ryan as well, um, and I think the whole premise of the show about men and women trying to be friends—they're yep. right on with it. Billy Crystal was right about oh, it. Oh, Billy
1: was yeah, fantastic. <laughs> that's a that's a classic. I'm also gonna go 80s and I'm gonna say Say Anything.
0: Great movie. Great movie. Yes. Great movie. Another great soundtrack, too. Oh
1: my gosh. Great soundtrack.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um mine, I I love a lot of them. I'm not gonna lie. I, I love I love rom coms. I do. I mean but it mine's a little more recent and I don't even know if you've heard it. It's called serendipity. Mm -hmm. Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It is, it's, it's different because it's, it's got a little bit of sort of a metaphysical sort of, uh, you know, storyline to it, you know, sort of mystical kind of thing, but it's not off the rails. It's just, oh, and, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Piven's in it too. Yeah. Uh, he plays like the the you know the funny yep you know male sidekick guy it's, it's a great movie yep um but yeah harry met sally is fantastic um and even an older one uh which it's kind of funny because it, you wouldn't think it's a romantic comedy but it actually is is tootsie
2: yeah that's oh, actually totally
0: it's, is. it's actually a romantic comedy it absolutely absolutely i mean it kind of plays off a little more slapstick the way they marketed the the sure. movie but it's really a
1: rom-com yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, uh I shouldn't even say recent cuz it's probably 50 years old by now but um the uh, the proposal Oh uh S- Sandra, Ryan, Bullock Sandra Bullock and, and uh, Ryan
0: Reynolds Ryan well Ryan Reynolds I mean come on come on anybody who d- claims they don't a, a male female gay straight if you claim you don't have a crush on Ryan oh, Reynolds I, you're I full will of shit
1: snugg- I will spoon the <laughs> balls out of Ryan Reynolds.
0: He's a beautiful man there we he is go. <laughs>
1: um all right real quick yes and i i want to get i want to get comments on this yeah bear do you know what his favorite christmas movie is polar express it is polar express
0: i I, guess i I guess that yeah i enjoy that movie a lot because it watching it with my kids and stuff it's a great movie yeah Yeah. it
1: was a fantastic movie yeah Yeah. and i think uh it just
0: well and we we loved the book also um it wasn't around when i was a kid but my wife being a teacher we always had that book on the bookshelf because she taught it to kids and stuff, and read it to her kids in in school and things like that. And they that's one of those design movies that got spot on as far as the look of the movie is exactly like the original illustrations from that from that book, almost like a graphic novel type of interpretation. You know, yep, really well done. Um, let's get. And if you guys have more comments, please keep them coming.
1: I want to uh, update on uh, how's your cigar going? Good. Oh, yeah.
2: Great. This is not a very heavy cigar either. It's a yeah. like a medium body. Uh, got the right amount of spice, right amount of sweetness, good balance. Very good balance on this. Um, really enjoying it.
0: Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, this La Polina Blue, this is the second one I've had. And it, It's. I mean, it's great. It is fantastic. I have to relight my. Uh,
2: I think La polina has been a little bit in a bounce cigar. back mode with some of their releases lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was impressed with the KB. Uh, I was impressed with the 125 años. So. Yeah, the
0: 125 años was good. I was, I was, and I was pleasantly surprised because they—that was a brand where, you know, for maybe two or three years we were thinking, hmm, I wonder if they're going kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, but they were just, I think, sort of regrouping behind the scenes
2: yeah i think um like i was telling you the white label is another really good one um that they did it's a connecticut shade they did
0: um favorite and this i'll say this what i'm about to ask does not uh does not pertain to items that periodically get re-released i'm talking items that have not been available for a long time your favorite discontinued fast food item that you, that hasn't been on anybody's fast food menu in years. So the McRib doesn't count Mm -hmm. the, uh, the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell doesn't count just something that's that you used to love from fast food. That's been gone for a long time. So
2: I actually just, nothing.
1: (laughs) Oh, I got it. Okay. The original McDonald's apple pie.
2: That's a great ant. We were talking about- When they were still deep fried. When they were
1: still deep fried because the apple pies that you get today are not the same product that would absolutely destroy your mouth.
0: Well, and if you go back even further to before they switched to vegetable oil- Correct. When they still fried them in beef beef tallow, Yes. That was the shit right there. Oh my gosh. An apple fried, deep fried in beef fat? Come on. I mean, wow. And yes, the roof of your mouth was like ER level high. Yeah.
1: (laughs)
2: John, what about you, Coop? You know, actually, it's funny. We just had a, we were talking to Fred Rui about this. Um, I'm going to count this. It wasn't around for a long time, but it hasn't been out for a long time. You know, they have chicken McNuggets at McDonald's. They came out with something called onion nuggets, which were like onion chunks that would in the chicken McNuggets fried like the chicken McNugget. They were fantastic. I don't know how they've never come back, but they were out for a short time. And I remember getting them and I loved them. Onion uh, McDonald's onion nugget. Onion. I never even knew that. Yeah, you can phone. Google it. You can Google it. Onion I wonder if nug- it never wow.
1: made it to this market because I, I never heard about it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. They, I I believe it was a nation national release, but it was for a short time. Huh. Hmm. Well, for me, it was,
0: um, and there, there aren't a lot of these around the country. But um Hardee's, um, Carl used Jr. to have, yeah, used to have really good fried chicken i'm talking really? late 80s early 90s they their their fried chicken was better than kfc and their biscuit and they used to actually make it in-house what good. the biscuits if you go to a hardy's now and you get a breakfast sandwich with a biscuit that's a frozen pre-made
2: biscuit they, they used to make the biscuits i knew yeah. i knew i actually dated a girl that used to make the biscuits in them they used to make it all in-house and they had the, they put the <laughs> cinnamon raisin one. <sighs> Well, you're so right, so much they're, th- you're right. They're, they're not the same anymore yeah
1: coop dated a girl that made the biscuits <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Ta- time to make the biscuits <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. <Ba-da-ba-ba-bum.
2: laughs> oh.
0: well and i also as a kid um back when burger chef was still around They had the fun meal before McDonald's had the happy and we didn't have them up here. And I I loved that was that's nostalgia for me as a little kid because we didn't do the fast food thing hardly ever. And Uh, when we got to go like once a year to Burger Chef and get a fun meal where they'd have these little like perforated things, you'd you'd like tear out a little like pirate mask or something. That's nostalgia right there. Yep. Coop dated a girl that made the biscuits. How provocative (laughs) Pete Johnson.
2: Oh, I love oh, it. Her, it. Her, her, name was G- her name was Gina too, by the way. Yeah. G- Speaking of uh uh
1: guest sound bites, that's gotta be one. Yes. I dated a girl that made the biscuit.
2: Absolutely. You get, you have my authorization to use it with no, with, no, uh, with no uh with no royalties.
0: Her initials was. were MTM. <laughs>
2: I love her. I love Mary Tyler Moore. I still
0: Oh, Mary Tyler
2: Moore. Even when she hit 70, I was still in love with her.
0: When when you talk about beautiful women in history, oh my gosh, Mary Tyler Moore is right up there with Helen of Troy. No lie. When oh. when watching watching her as a as a young man coming into, you know, puberty himself. Watching yeah. reruns of of her playing Laura Petrie on the Dick Van Dyke show. Yep. give i'm sorry it's all over yeah he give went, me a break he
2: went from like housewife to career woman though and it was she was and and she by the way she really did justice to the skirt in those early mtms yes CBS she and, did yeah, yes
0: absolutely um all right so let's go to favorite discontinued candy brand i got this one do it the reggie bar Oh my shit, I forgot about the Reggie the Bar. The Reggie
2: Bar. I it was nothing. a circular. Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. It was yeah. a circle thing and it had like caramel in it and it had some yeah. crunchies in it. Uh, it was chocolate. Uh, the original Reggie Bar. Um, unbelievable. Yeah.
0: And we, so Garrett, you'll remember one of our first episodes of the show ever, like many years ago, we talked about old, no, defunct candy bars. And yours was um uh, i'm failing to even think of one uh well you i thought you said oh henry but that's actually still on the market yeah the O henry bar mine was the two of them, the marathon bar do you remember the oh marathon yeah, i remember bar? Marathon. Oh, the
2: marathon bars are good yeah
0: and then the pb max
1: pb max so i wasn't a big um i'm i'm particular about my peanut butter Oh, and yeah. I feel like a lot of peanut butter in, <laughs> in candy is over sweetened. Do, like, do you like peanut butter on your biscuits? I do. Yeah. I do. I like it when they butter it in the back, too. <laughs> um, but, you know, coming up with a, a discontinued candy or, you know, candy bar, do they still
2: make it? Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, sadly, they do, because I still buy them
2: and do, eat them. Do, do red m and ms count? Red M and M's. Yeah. they discontinued the red M and M's? Yeah. I said th- I thought they brought them back. They brought them back? Okay. I haven't yeah. eaten them in a while. Yeah. Bear
0: says Gatorade gum. Do you remember Gator gum? I do. I do. I do. Gator. Gator gum. Yeah. I do. Gator gum. I do remember that. That was so so good. Go. And do they still make bit of honeys? Those little. Yeah. They still make those. Yeah, they do. They're awful.
1: <laughs> I used fun to love dip. them, but oh, all they, they oh, fun, fun dip.
0: dip. Yeah, fun dip. All oh, fun dip was one of my. It's still. I think they still make fun dip. They do. B- Big league chew. Do they still do
1: that? Yes. Yeah. Do yeah. they? Um. Yeah. Do you know what's disappointing? Have you guys uh, anybody here Nutella fans?
0: yeah uh, I could take it or uh, leave it.
1: Beth. Love Nutella. Did you know uh, about a year ago now? Yeah, they changed the recipe, and you can definitely tell a difference. And it is not the same. And I'm Oreos sad.
2: Mexico, so Oreos, Oreos, Oreos
1: aren't made in the U.S. anymore.
2: Oh yeah, wow. Do- dojo was there yeah. some on Oreos. remember was
0: it Oreos? oh yeah I saw that they dojo tried like five or six different kinds of Oreos yeah yeah, yeah. that was fun yep so anybody, anybody yeah. yeah oh yeah bonkers yep yeah I like um so outside of not candy related but snack foods like chips or crackers something like that a, a, a defunct or uh discontinued snack brand that you used to love that's not around anymore. And it could be local too. It could be because sometimes there's like regional brands of chips or whatever that you can only get like up here, you can get old Dutch chips, but if you go to North Carolina, you're not going to find old Dutch
2: chips on a, on yeah. a, yeah, a lot of snack foods are regional. I've discovered too.
0: <laughs> just, maybe Gina can make Garrett some biscuits so he can get over the Nutella debacle. What was
2: that? I hope so.
0: That's bear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so i'm sorry if i heard did, did you mention a snack brands that was no
2: default? i was thinking about a region there's a lot of regional stuff that's what i'm trying to think of a, one that's good i
1: did so i feel like they I got took I got bugles it. away for a while did they you, might have for a while but they're going no, no, strong they, now they came back yeah but bugles were like my childhood
2: snack oh, yeah. Have you ever had Andy Cap's Hot Fries? Oh, my gosh. You yes. can still okay. get them up here. Yes, but they discontinued Andy Cap's Pub Fries. Pub Fries, yeah. The Pub Fries were oh. not the hot ones, and they were really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to— I don't think I ever had them. Yeah, the, I, you can't—they were discontinued.
0: Bummer. Do you remember uh, Keebler used to—they they used to make chips. Now they, they pretty much went back to crackers and cookies. Yep for a few years in like the 80s and 90s they had chips one of them was this really weird potato chip called oh i think
2: i remember i know that
0: sounds weird but they were called oh and they were like all puffy and and had a bunch of i don't know they were just really different but they also this was the killer they also had these uh this brand line of tortilla chips but they weren't made from corn tortilla triangles they were made from flour tortilla triangles and they had like nacho flavored and ranch flavored but they also had a cinnamon and sugar flavored Ooh. oh those were
1: really
0: way too dangerous because a bag of those wouldn't last 10 seconds right. i mean they were so freaking good um i love those back in the day but they yeah they got out of that that market um okay so It's a cigar show, so let's talk about cigars. Your favorite discontinued cigar that is uh, no longer in production.
2: It's got to be a regular production one.
0: A cigar that was regular production uh, that is no longer uh, being made and sold. There may be one or two shops in the world that still have some collecting dust on a shelf. but
2: I'm going to say the E.P. Carillo Cardinal the originals oh the Cardinal yeah yeah
1: I'm gonna go with the OG Gray Cliff purples
2: good mm-hmm. cigar I didn't know they discontinued it
1: I think they did
0: and if they didn't if yeah. you can still get a Gray Cliff purple I bet it's not the same it's, as the purple was 20 years ago I bet it's not yeah or 15 years ago yeah um for me I gotta go Homer I gotta go the the OG cao sopranos
2: oh yeah 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 and we we were just talking about this at dinner uh dinner garrett and i the crux passport half coronas
0: yes yep Yep. the passport half corona stay tuned yep
2: yeah that's that's
0: that's all i have to say about (laughs) that well
2: i think it's been said already too yeah yeah it has yeah um so 2022
0: in the cigar world was actually pretty encouraging. I saw saw a lot of good stuff, some not so good stuff, but, you know, overall, I think a lot of good things happening in the cigar industry. Um, And I know you're going to be doing a big show on this, but just kind of a quick overview. What are you thinking is in store in 2023 for the industry as a whole? Like good and bad, do you think? Because uh, um, I think momentum is solid, but I think there's also I think some brands after the massive sales booms of COVID, I think some brands are starting to come back to reality. Some retailers are starting to come back to reality. How do you think that's going to play out as we go into this, this year?
2: I know I answered this on another show and here's what my answer is going to be here. The economy, the economy is going to dictate what happens. Yeah. Uh, I think if the economy goes South, this industry is going to have some tougher times. Uh, If it doesn't go South, I think it could still be okay. As far as that goes. But I do think, like, some of these price points that I'm seeing, you're going to see, uh, you know, and I'm saying the higher price points, not price increases, but you've seen a lot of stars at higher price points. I think that's going to, like I said, I think the men from the boys will be separated from that, clearly. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I think, like I said, I think the economy is going to really dictate a lot next year, for sure, with that. I didn't think this was a great year, by the way, just you know. I thought it was a good year. It wasn't a great year. Right. Yeah. I think there's still quality issues that have to be addressed most definitely yeah so yeah. um i didn't think it was a great year for releases i think the the other thing i gotta say i think the limited edition market's getting ready to pop and burst um i think it's just oversaturated at this point
1: yeah um, i
2: agree there yeah,
0: yeah and i i agree i think the economy is going to play into that as well yeah, yeah. where the i think a lot of companies are going to say look we gotta we gotta make the bread and butter off the core line first and then maybe when things get better overall economy-wise, we can maybe do a, a little bit more with LEs.
2: But you yep. can argue, Ger- I mean, uh, Matt, that putting an LE is less risky than putting out a core line. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the risk is lower. The risk is lower. It's yeah. kind of like you don't have to put as much marketing into it up front. You could test out the market and see how it goes. Um, uh, but it's it's just ridiculous amount of LEs that are coming out. Who do you think? What's not going to be here? Oh,
0: what company? Oh, God. I can't. I I never get that right. I yeah. I, I'm not good at guessing that. Uh, I, it's I don't always, know. It's
2: always tough. Yeah.
0: I've tried to guess it in the past, and and I'll get you know,
2: yeah. I'll get yelled at.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if we if we say, oh, I think this company's going to be gone by this time next year, honestly, somebody's I gonna honestly, honestly, a-
2: I can I can be on borderline slander if I do say something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm going to be careful, but. I think there will be some companies that are going to be possibly not here. I yeah, that's real.
0: Yeah, I, and and especially when the economy gets to a point like this where people's people's income for recreation and cigars is recreation when they have to choose between recreation and mortgage, they're uh, hopefully they choose mortgage.
2: <laughs> so, if you go back to 2008, that's when the housing market burst and that's when the economy had a big downturn. You know, that was the year that Casa Magna comes out with the $6 cigar. Yeah. And, you know, they, they kind of took advantage of that and rode some coattails with that. You know, now you're not seeing a lot of inexpensive cigars. And it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah, they're going to be ready with, with some of these more inexpensive cigars. Everything's gone up because of inflation. So it, it's going to be very different this time.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Inflation's going to be – I don't know how 2023 is going to play out as, in terms of – inflation. Sadly, I think it's trending that it's going to continue to slowly rise Yeah, throughout the year.
1: I don't know. It's interesting what Peach just said, too. Um, you know, who won't be here shouldn't have been here from the beginning. beginning. Yeah,
0: that's a good that, that that's well said. I think um, you have to you have to take that into account that if there's no if there's no staying power Um, I don't know. I I, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. I do agree with you, Pete, and I'll play devil's advocate and say that I think not in all cases, I think there is some oversaturation with, you know, um, some people just throwing pasta at the wall, but I think there's also some, some newer up and coming that even if they don't have long-term success, I do believe there are a handful of people who are, who are putting in, Uh, quality work and, and real genuine effort that maybe at least in some small way can, um, give a little, um, I don't know, even if it's just nostalgia to, uh, to some established brand owners to, you know, that, Oh, I remember when I was just starting out kind of thing. And, and maybe, maybe a little, add, add a little fire to, you know, um, you know, sort of encouragement thinking, Oh, I, I, you know, that's, that was me once, you know, mm-hmm. and, but the, at the same time, yeah, I agree. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who don't put in that, um, you know, don't put in that effort. You know, they they're, they see the aspect of the cigar industry that they love, but then they get into it and start doing it and they realize, Oh shit, this is a lot of work this isn't just sitting around in a chair with a glass of whiskey and a cigar all day. And that's when the reality hits and they're like, Oh, hmm. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah.
2: And then with that, I totally agree with you. You mean like cigar media? (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? Coop? I mean, I mean, no, 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 but you know how many people get into it and they're gone within a month. Yeah.
0: And it, it happens. And you know, we're, we're 184 episodes in and, and, and still, it's a lot of work.
2: It's a lot of Garrett work.
0: knows, Justin knows, Coop knows, Raul knows it's a lot of work, yeah, yeah. And, um, I
2: mean, when we went to cigar companies, we'll become media companies, yeah. When they tried doing that, that didn't last.
0: A lot of yeah. companies started their own podcasts, yeah. Yeah. and now there's only a couple left, yeah. Oh, it's time.
1: Oh, <gasps> what?
0: It is time, bom, bom, bom. it is time. Okay. It is now time for this week's Numero Numero de los Muertos. And Numero de los Muertos is always brought to us by our friends at Smoke Inn. Numero de los Muertos, episode 184. Garrett, what do you have for us this week?
1: This week, our number comes from the United States of America. On average, 270,000 people a year die from this. Whoa. Mm. This is
0: a switch because the last few weeks, the number's been very low. Correct. All right. and. 70 70, people thousand people Mm -hmm. a year die from this in the united states all right viewers on facebook and youtube as always if you have guesses leave them in the comments we're going to play 20 questions to try to decipher this yeah um that's a big 270 yeah is it a disease yes oh narrowed it down right away okay well
1: Yeah, I believe it's a. Yeah, I believe it's a classified as a disease.
0: Um, is is it, uh, is it anal beads? Raul is asking uh, for a it friend.
2: Is
1: not actually considered <laughs> a disease. It's not considered. Oh, it's not a disease. No.
2: So let me. Um. I'll say it. So but, <laughs>
1: it's,
2: not, gotta, it's not sepsis, is
1: it? It is sepsis.
2: What? As as, that's kind of what gave it away. That's why I said, well, you know. Oh, did Pete get always, it right away too? It's something yeah. you know I'm pretty committed to, and I thought the number was pretty close, so that's why.
0: But I gotta say. But it is not a disease. That's
2: yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of, it's, a, it's a condition that yeah is it's triggered from a disease. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: For for comedy's sake, I I don't want to leave out Mitchell's comment. Mitchell says tripping while chasing a chicken in
2: Nicaragua. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mitchell, at least I chased that chicken. <laughs> that's man. right. That's
0: right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Which so, I we'd do again.
1: Well, I, I when I can, I like to try and relate my numero de los muertos to the guests that we have, and Coop has had experience in in uh, the sepsis. Yeah, issue. We're we're glad you're not part of that statistic.
2: I almost was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, like I tell people just know your body. Uh, if you feel sick don't you're not being a hypochondriac if you if something feels different go get medical attention um and uh because it's it it's very it's very serious
1: yeah 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 one in five
2: geez one in five people that get it die
1: yes holy hannah yep man and i didn't know that it was that even in in you know with modern even if it's caught very early yeah still one in five man
2: yeah, it's, uh, and they, they, I got, I got caught early yep. and, uh, I had also a, uh, I have a heart murmur, which kind of what happens is the blood kind of goes back into the heart and that could have caused a heart infection. Hmm. Uh, the blood infection could cause a heart infection. The doctors told me I was one of the luckiest people in the world that I didn't have that. Wow. Cause that probably would have led to very bad consequences.
1: Well, and it, just reading it, you know, today, um, there are a myriad of different, Things that can cause sepsis for you. What was it?
2: If you don't um, mind, talking no, about I don't it. mind. Um, what they believe happened is, I have another. I have a skin condition called psoriasis, which is a very. I have a very serious case of it, and I have to take. Uh, I have to take injections for it. Um, mm. Any, I've take medication that's intravenously, and most of those medications that it works, but it also lowers your immunity. So the idea is. Um, there's bacteria that enters the body all the time and most of the time the body it has defenses where it doesn't even get in there right but when your immunity is compromised uh yeah. it get it gets in there that's what they believe happened to me and they i think i got it when i was over in england too i think i i believe that's where i got it because that's where i started feeling sick. english well and it's easy nothing to- against england i love england but i, <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I i believe i have my theory where i was where it happened that's why
0: well, and it's easy, when you're traveling, whether yeah. whether it's in the United States or yeah. outside, yeah. your likelihood of getting some kind of illness goes up. Right, it, like
2: I said it's nothing against England or raining like that. It's, I think I was just in a place where it probably was very crowded. Damn Brits! No, <laughs> no, it was a crowded place. <laughs> I was
1: eating chip, uh, eating crisps eating on a crisps. lift.
2: So, I, so I got a question. Am I the first guest to ever get two of these right? Ooh. Uh, it's, it's like I got I got one right I know before. Yeah, you did. It's I don't possible. remember what it was. Yeah.
0: It's possible. I mean, we've had people, but you, this might be the first. This might
1: be the first double. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yep. Yep. Well done. You win. You get a star. You get, get a star. star, get a
2: star. <laughs> the golden star.
0: Oh, Bear got two right. That doesn't shock me.
2: Bear, that doesn't oh, shock me. Yeah. Yeah, give shock Bear credit. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. And actually, he he was the original fastest answer before Rob. Before
0: Rob, yeah, yeah. before Rob answered it in point oh, point two five seconds. Before I even finished. <laughs> yeah, Garrett you know, didn't even finish well, asking.
2: Well, well, yeah, was it that, was right here. Was that like fatal? Fatal as a result of watching Gabe Kapler, Rob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that was Rob Gagne from Bovin. Oh, okay. We okay, had, him and, we had right. him and okay. Nate. Yeah. We were actually sitting right here. And yeah. he uh, the answer, I don't remember how what the number was, but the answer was Niagara Falls. Yeah. And before Garrett even finished the question, Rob's like, Niagara yeah. Falls.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Garrett just threw his hands up and yeah. like, I
1: out. wanted to walk off. <laughs> what do we do for the next five minutes? This is supposed to last at least five minutes.
0: <laughs> so that was this week's Numero yeah. de los Muertos. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the lightning round. And the lightning round brought to us by J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, visit jcnewman.com. Calm. So we're going to have to reach for some new ones. Cause I know you've been on the show before we've asked you some of the older lightning round questions. Okay. So let's go with, if you were suddenly a billionaire, what would be the first unnecessary extravagance that you would spend some money on after the lawyers and all that stuff did their, their stuff, save the whales. Yeah.
1: You know, house, you know, I think I'd buy a private island. Ooh, love it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like I'm, my seclusion and, and a, a private island so would be a way to go with a full staff. So and everything. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I love that answer. And I'll be your staff.
2: You're, it, you're hired.
1: <laughs> All right. So
0: if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life and you cannot say cigars, money or time. but you are going to have unlimited supply of one thing? Other than those, what would it be?
2: That's a good one. I can't say cigars.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, assume for cigars, you have all you need. Right.
2: Cars. Cars. Yep. I like it. Cars. Whatever cars I want, I want to change cars. And yeah.
0: Jay Leno's garage. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Let's go.
2: Uh, I'm not going to say airlines because I don't like to fly, you know, so it's cars.
0: Love it. Yeah. Flying is, I could take it or leave. I don't mind flying, but if I have a choice,
2: yeah. I'd rather, and not. I'll do, I do car selfies instead of airplane selfies, by the way. A couple yeah. of my
1: favorites uh-huh. are cattle. You want
2: to have a lot of cattle?
1: Imagine having an unlimited supply of cattle.
0: I wouldn't want to deal with it. Though. As long as there's people to right. tend to them and, yeah. and right, right. dispatch them and, you know, uh, uh, butcher them, yes, yeah. yeah, and I'm not opposed to Raul's answer either.
1: Uh,
0: oh the oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times.
2: <laughs> chicken nuggets with the skin on
0: with the skin on no, chicken skin. oh, with the
2: skin on with the skin on, not off skin yeah. on well, you don't okay, so Gabe Kapler is famous for. His eating Chicken McNuggets and pulling the skin off of it.
0: So Gabe Kapler peels the breading off of Chicken Nuggets. Go. Right.
2: So I just – what a moronic thing he does. So on one of the primetime shows, I said, I'm going to try it. And I I got some Chicken McNuggets. Barry was doing the show with me, and I pulled the skin off of him. And I'm not lying. This was not scripted. I almost choked to death. <laughs> <laughs> the true story is on a primetime show. You can find the primetime show for like 2018. I forget which one it is, but I did I did it. In, yeah. That's
1: who hurt him. or who? Gabe Kapler to to do that.
2: He's like he he's like he's one of these like guys. He's Mr. Fitness, you know.
0: Well, he's the best manager in the history of baseball. Yeah, That's he's true. the best.
2: Man, you know, he you know he's new fan. <laughs> I mean, the guy eats wheat germ. You know, I mean, it's- <laughs> he eats wheat,
0: <laughs> he's wheat germ. Wheat germ. <laughs> yeah.
2: He tried to get the Phillies to Eat healthy That was the biggest That was the first mistake he made Oh, Phillies Going, into, healthy, going yeah. into Philadelphia And trying to tell you, know, Dissing <laughs> the cheesesteak Is not a good move
1: Well, somebody's guess For your uh, billion dollar purchase Was to buy the Giants And Fire Kapler
2: Well, I could, yeah I mean, um, I could It's a good guess I'd buy you know, sports teams Maybe going, yeah I'd put real managers in there And I'd, I'd get experienced managers Who are qualified And done the job Not like guys off the street <laughs> Uh, Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Not guys, who have been a coordinator for like one year or two years. No.
1: Have we... Have, has Coop asked... I don't
0: think so. I don't think so. I'm going to say go with it. Yes. I don't think Coop's had this question before. All right, Coop.
1: The zombies are coming.
2: I did get this one, but okay, yeah. We'll get, oh. I can answer it again. I just don't know it'll be the same.
1: Oh, you okay. got this
2: one? I, I had it, but I don't remember how what I answered.
1: All right, so you get three industry picks uh-huh. to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team okay who three do you pick and i would suggest miguel shodell as your
2: sacrificial lamb <laughs> yeah he'll be the sacrificial lamb yes. dean parsons love it um jared ingresano from Favilli. yeah that guy's ripped and i'm gonna go tony gomez those three tony g i like yeah. it tony gomez big i want the size yeah but dean parsons and and jared i have believe me they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do me they're gonna protect me miguel is definitely the sacrificial lamb that that is definitely (laughs) i I, I got my opportunity back here i love that i love that notable
0: smokables brought to you by luciano cigars (laughs) Uh, notable cigars notable passion notable purpose i'm so sorry guys about this network issue we're having but we're still having a great time that's what counts All right, so uh, each week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just smoked for the first time in a long time, or a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. Okay, sorry, Coop, go ahead.
2: So this is a cigar I actually just reviewed, but I think it's very notable. And we were talking about La Polina before, right? Uh, The La Polina KB Part 3. Mm -hmm. And for folks who don't know, so there was a line by La Polina called the El Diario. It was my cigar of the year. They did a, a line extension called Kill Bill uh, in a Petit Corona, and then they did a Kill Bill Part 2, I think, which was like a Lonsdale. But they basically have – those those Kill Bills were stronger than the El Diario. So they basically came out with now – they re, they got rid of El Diario, and now they're going with the Kill Bill line, which is a stronger version of that. Yeah, That Kill Bill Part 3 is strong, but it's got a lot of flavor. And it's a Robusto size and i think it's something that is like like i said i if you are looking for a nice cigar with some pop that and flavor the, the the kb part three is a very very good cigar uh made by racist Cubanos as well and uh very impressed impressed me quite a bit
0: nice uh garrett just, what was yours this week
1: i'm gonna go with the one uh i smoked today um after the memorial for our friend todd that uh, we did yesterday uh the um uh, stolen Throne, Call to Arms. Okay. So in memory of Todd, uh, just a great community and. Uh,
0: yeah, Todd was that was that was one of his. Yep.
1: One of his uh,
0: supported brands that Todd loved. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. That
0: and Black Label Trading Company, Tatuahe. Yeah, big Tatuahe Yeah. Guy. Yeah.
1: Yep. Big time. 15,
0: 1502. Oh yeah, the fifteen. 15-02s. With the the green one, the
2: emerald. The emerald.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big fifteen oh two fan. As yeah, well.
2: Gar- Gary, who I used to do smooth drawers with, who passed away, was a fifteen oh two guy.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, he loved that emerald as well.
0: My uh, my notable was actually sort of a what a lot of people consider an everyday cigar, the Henry Clay Warhawk. I had the Corona wow. size. I love those cigars. I've had many of them, and I it's been probably a year uh, since since I smoked one, and I smoked it this morning. Uh, the little Corona size, great, inexpensive. Connecticut shade cigar, really enjoyable. So if you see those, I, I think it's one of the better, you know, inexpensive cigars you can find in, in your local shop.
2: So definitely look for those newsflash. Uh, they just came out with a Churchill size. It's getting shipped. Oh, nice. At the end of the month. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. in that line. yep. More of that
0: cigar to enjoy. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so that was this week's notable smokeable brought to you by Luciano cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. So coming attractions next week on how uh, coming attractions are brought to you by aj fernandez they now produce unparalleled premium cigars in esteli nicaragua the aj fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer whether it's new world dias de gloria san latano enclave or Bayas artes you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from aj fernandez so next week on the show we're going to do our annual year in review show. So we're going to look through the box of bands that we, uh, that we save up during the year as we smoke through our cigars, talk about some uh, maybe some uh, big events that happen in the cigar world, and just kind of have, have a good time chilling, chatting, and talking about whatever really comes to mind. Uh, but closing out the year, or we're going to take Christmas week off, and then we'll be back on January 2nd for Cigar of the Year. Ooh. So be, uh, be ready for cigar of the year coming. Uh, and, and if you guys saw today was the first day we published the new format for our cigar reviews. So we changed everything up the way, as far as the way the cigar reviews look on how about that, cigar.com. So go out there and check out the new format for uh, cigar reviews. The first one that took place in this new format was the Uh, Paladin Dasaka from Dunbarton Tobacco & Trust. So take a look at that. Uh, So Coop, if you would please uh, give our listeners and viewers an idea of where's the best place for them to find you and some stuff you have coming up.
2: Sure. So um, the best place to go is the cigar-coop.com. You can access our news, our reviews, our features. All the podcasts are accessible through there. Um, The podcasts are available primarily, I'd say, you know, Apple Podcasts. And of course, Facebook, YouTube, Facebook's where we do it live. Uh, you can follow the uh Cigar coop Facebook page, cigar underscore coupe for Instagram and Twitter. Very nice. Yep. Now we got some stuff coming up. The countdown is on. Yep. For that's right. Cigar of the Year. We'll be unveiling number 26 tomorrow. So uh the countdown, and yes, it's a month long. That's it's 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 a countdown, guys. It's a countdown. Um, so it's a countdown. So we'll we'll be having that. Uh a team. I actually we're gonna start getting ready for the primetime awards, so I actually have to get the the team together for nominations. So we'll start gathering that together as a team. Uh, December thirty first will be the um, what I call uh, the top twelve c- cigar stories and themes in the industry. So that article comes out every uh, December thirty first. Guest wise, we have Oliver Nouveau from United Cigars on Thursday. Tim Wong, who usually does the Christmas time show. Is on the following week. He'll be at Aaron's studio, and we did not do the cigar aficionado pregame show this year. Right. Uh, we got a lot of pushback from people wanting <laughs> that show back, and uh, it, it's probably coming back. Right. It was a time thing why we didn't do it, but the the team is going to get together, and we we'll we are going to pick apart the cigar aficionado list, which has started to unravel this week as well. So we will have our thoughts on it. So. I have to still schedule that. I think we're going to do that before the end of the year as well. But we have to wait for them to finish their list. They do it in a week. I do mine in a month. So yeah. So a lot going on. It's a very busy time on uh, Cigar Coop.
1: Can you give us any uh, any teasers about
2: what's going to come out tomorrow? <laughs> a limited edition. <laughs> oh, an LE. An LE, which hear, hearing it from me, yeah, that's why I will give you that. Nice. It's Love a it. limited. It's a limited edition. Um, limited editions did very, very well on the coop. Was despite my bashing them all year. There were some <laughs> good ones, right? Yeah. So there's some a lot more hype. But yeah, there's a limited edition. Tomorrow it's coming out. Love it. And probably most people haven't smoked it, but it was very good.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Well, coop, we've had a blast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we always have a blast with you on the show. But the fact that we got to be with you here, uh, you know, that you came to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We've had a blast hanging out with you these last few days. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we wish you a great holiday season and uh, and New Year.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys. And I want to just say, you know, thanks to you guys um, as well. You know, to Dave. You know, these guys have personal lives. They they have jobs. They're busy. These guys were, were incredible hosts uh, this week. They made a lot of time for me. Uh, I, I feel closer to these guys, closer friends right now. And this won't be the first trip I make up here. Uh, I can assure you of that. So um thank you guys. Uh it, it was I'm, I'm touched and uh can't wait to do it again. Our pleasure, yeah. brother. And yeah, we, we can't, can't wait. Can't wait to yeah. have you back. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, viewers and listeners, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening to How About That Cigar. A uh, little technical issues tonight, but you guys hung with us, and we really do appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yep. Uh, if you have any questions for us, make sure to email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Be sure to follow us on all social media, at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars